Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Claire talking about our one cool art gal. Claire already talked about Claude Cahoon. Uh, Bonnie already talked about Judy Chicago's dinner party. Yeah. Leah has something great for you in the episode after this. True. I, I just don't want to exclude anybody. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Oh, so thank it's coming you. up later. There you go. Too yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know soon. <laughs> but before we dive back in, Leah is going to tell us about the Gal's Guide calendar for this week. I am. So for week three, uh, the week of March 21st through 27th, it is the last week of our art show, Boosting the Signal, Women's History in Art. So please come see the amazing work by the artists. Buy your favorites. Support artists. My goodness. Buy them. Uh, open house hours are Wednesday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. And Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I didn't put it in my notes, but the 27th is my birthday. So that is a <gasps> national holiday for everybody. Woo-hoo! I want you to all do what makes you happy on the 27th. What there you go. What do we need to have instead of, uh, what kind of parade do we need to have on your birthday? Um, a day off. <laughs> <laughs> I think sales. that's I think that's pretty much a Katie to make my cake and to have a day off. <laughs> I'm totally very easy peasy on my birthday. I haven't, parade. I haven't hit every birthday recently, but I'm on oh, yeah. spring break on oh! the 27th. So you just tell well, me what flavors you want, aw. and I can get this done. Well, last year you all surprised me in the library because my birthday was on a Saturday and I was oh, working true. in the library, and like so many you of you a came cake from my work. Yes, but you brought day. me a cake because you're I like did. you didn't did. have any time to make it, so but you brought me one, and I'm like, it's I'm going to bring you a cake this time with gluten in it though just that just with gluten in it oh my gosh it's like my birthday or something (laughs) (laughs) i love it well katie who do you have or what's your random question that's right yet no i don't want to know yet i want to enter a random question i'm telling you because i want to know something about fair my gal pals it's like a ransom note (laughs) (laughs) you answer my question i'll tell you about my lady sweet well we're already pretty so It'll work. <laughs> I would yes. like to know, why do you guys think art is so important? I'm just so, going to say. It's a loaded question. It is, but I'm going to cheat, ready? Okay. Because art is life. <laughs> I always think art is life and life is art. It's we project it back and then we also reflect it when we enjoy it. So it's a representative of life. Okay. And it's 42. Because <laughs> 42. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with that bumper sticker the... Which one? Earth, Earth without art is just eh. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good answer though. Yeah. <laughs> eh. No, it's it's important <laughs> because uh, when you have a global pandemic mm-hmm. and you want to watch some shit on TV, <laughs> exactly right. That art. all comes from your art department mm-hmm. when you're having all these Zoom meetings and you need stuff for your wall. See, that's art. Art's important because it gets you thinking about life. See? Art is life. Yes. (laughs) Art is life. Well, the way that I differentiate between, like, art and decoration, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I have way too much time to think about this. (laughs) I like it. But (laughs) art is sharing something. It has a message. It has a meaning. And it's a way to 
teach empathy mm-hmm. or to be able to relate to others. Yeah. And whether it is through like an oil painting like what I do right. or if it's through theater or which mm-hmm. of course would lead to movies and books and comics and it just permeates mm-hmm. us so much I think people take it for granted yeah but it's telling a story it's conveying a message and it's making a statement and yeah. I think that's really valuable and it's just important that we acknowledge that mm-hmm. and it's brave mm-hmm because you're saying this is the way things are and defining it mm-hmm. in one little structure. And it's, that's a very brave thing to do. Yes. <laughs> I always think it's very weird when people say, well, I don't like art that's political. It's like, no! art is political. If it's mm-hmm. not, it's, you know, some melted crayons on a canvas from Pinterest. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is fine to do that for fun. You get bored mm-hmm. on Sunday sometimes. But, <laughs> or sometimes you forget your Crayolas in the car. But this is it true. happens. <laughs> but having that, that message. I mean, yes. we don't all need to, you know, thwart Nazis. Right. We should, though. Call back but I think we should, previous, though. Yeah. I think we should, though. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that is important. But we don't always have to do it through art. Okay. Yeah. Okay, if you I say mean, so. I mean, if the Nazis <laughs> thought that art was important. <laughs> they did. <sighs> they stole a lot of it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. It's powerful. It is. What do you think, Katie? I mean, you guys already answered it so beautifully, but yeah, that was the first thought that came to my mind was it conveys a message. Mm -hmm. And like, it's hard. I mean, I can't say it beautifully enough, but (laughs) you just have to have these messages and you have to receive them in very many ways. Mm -hmm. Yes, That's why we have the books around us. We have Mm -hmm. our television shows on Netflix. We have Mm -hmm. the visual art. We have sculpture. We have like, there's so Mm -hmm. many different kinds of art Mm -hmm. because we need to hear those messages and learn about each other through art and share all of that. Mm -hmm. And in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Did we... Did we earn our keep so you can tell us about a really cool lady of art now? You know, I'm going to tell you about a very cool lady. <gasps> Yay! And I think she ticks off, like, a lot of boxes yes. for what we talk about and what we're about here in the library. Okay. Because she was a woman who was inspired by other women artists. Mm-hmm. Cool. She mentored other women artists. Sweet. Yes. She was a feminist. Cool. Uh, published works talking about how women should be photographers and they should be uh, part of the industry and the art movement of photography oh um and later in life she was an activist for all kinds of social causes so just across the board i'm impressed by her yeah right and i'm only going to share a very little tidbit about her because that's how much i've been able to absorb and learn but i'd love to learn more about her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. And i'm going to be telling you guys about imogen cunningham oh are you guys familiar with her um i know of her name and i might be able to put one of her photos, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I know very little, so I'm, okay. I'm okay. excited to learn was more. Was she in our, our uh, game night? I think she was in the game okay. night. That's yeah, and I think, I think that's the only reason why I'm familiar with her, because we had a game night where we match photographers, um, like a, a picture of the photographer okay. themselves, uh-huh. and tried to match it to their famous photograph yeah and it was a fun little um matching game was, and i think you remember was, was there is a picture of a magnolia flower like very close up mm. that's one of her most famous i think it was that one yeah yeah oh perfect that's Let's her see. oh um, yes oh very nice but, but one of the very one defining things about her mm-hmm. was she was a photographer for 60 years oh, wow. and during those 60 60 years she was always like on the cutting edge of photography oh, nice. so her career really changed and evolved um, but it was always very like, uh, very current. 
yeah, very like cutting edge and like new techniques and new ideas and new designs. Gotcha. Um, so she was actually born in 1883. Oh wow! Um, on the West Coast, I believe Washington. Um, and she was always interested in art, and it wasn't provided at her school, but she would take art classes on the weekends. And eventually, when she was like late high school, she even sent away uh, to a catalog to order her first camera. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And she loved it. She spent a lot of time with it, um, but it didn't really become like the focus, huh? Oh, focus. Yeah. Focus. Uh, of her life. Oh, wait, wait, tell us about how her art <laughs> developed. Oh, I will. Oh. <laughs> It did not become, like, her primary thing um, until she entered into college. I mean, like, it was there and and a passion and interest. Um, But when she went to college, like, photography, fine art photography was not, like, a major or a course. Right. So she ended up um, majoring in chemistry. Oh, yeah. which is like development, right? Photo development. I see that. Okay. okay. No, like, seriously, her, like, uh, like graduating paper was about uh, developing photos. Oh, nice. So she took this, like, learning of uh, chemistry and yeah. applied it to her passion for photography. Good on you. Um, she also made money while she was in college taking very close-up pictures of uh, biological specimens, like nice. flowers, mm. stuff like that. So yeah. then um, the biology part de- uh, department could analyze it, right. study it, and learn from it. Yeah. And, and yet it, at the same time hone her practice and craft of photography. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Ooh, like absolutely. Um, so she kind of went through these phases with her photography. And the first one was, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, is it pointillism? Oh, that's a thing. I do love pointillism. But with pho- photography, though? Oh, then I have it wrong, you okay. guys. Pointillism I mean, is when you do the little dots edge. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If she's it cutting might be. edge. Did she have a pictorialism? Huh? Oh. Pictorialism. That's okay. a little bit different. Okay, gotcha. Pictorialism. Okay. I knew it was a p word. There you go. Um, but we're talking like <laughs> like very dreamy, like very um, kind of contrived photos. That yeah. was kind of like the thing at the time when she was uh, getting out of college, gotcha. setting up these like dreamy photos um, where you had like a lot of them were very biblical and very staged and stuff like that. Gotcha. And considering she was from the West Coast, this very foggy area, she did well with those. Oh. Um, But it's kind of interesting to note during that time, um, one of the photos she took was of her husband nude on Mount Rainier. (gasps) Nice. Which was also very cool since, um, as we were talking earlier, a lot of like uh, nudity and nude modeling was women. So kind of turning the table and taking this picture of her husband. Right. She also took like a naked self-portrait on the college campus of a college. (laughs) So we're just like setting up. Like she's the first naked woman on a college (laughs) campus. (laughs) But we're we're talking like very early nineteen hundreds here. Yeah. So I'm I'm think just think it's an illustration of how like very like cutting edge and daring she was from yeah. the very start. Um so we have like her art being these like very dreamy images, very mm-hmm. like landscape and very broad. Yeah. Um and during this time she marries her husband. Mm-hmm. She has three children and I really liked I listened to a podcast from an art museum on the West Coast mm-hmm. that was talking about how then she moves to California with her little family. Yeah. And her photography really focuses in and small. Ah, right. You start getting smaller. And yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, it seemed kind of symbolic, doesn't it? To yeah. like now she's a mom. Yeah. And her life is not a big landscape. It's staying mm-hmm. at home, exactly. being a mom, being with her kids. So she wanted to work during that time, but she yeah. was tending to her kids. Right. So um, what she started doing were taking super close-ups of her garden. Oh, oh nice. yeah. There you go. So kind of her next well-known phase was these very, very 
precise, crisp photos, very detailed close-ups of botanical images. Oh, nice. So when you look her up, you'll see that she's known for nudes. Right. <laughs> botanical <laughs> photos. Right, right. <laughs> and um, industrial photos. Like, uh, oh, okay. Buildings, buildings, architecture. Got it. Okay. Buildings. Nice. Yes. Well, actually, she's, she's done it all. Yeah, yeah. Because she's she's uh, honing her craft on yeah. her garden at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just a few years later, she starts doing portraits. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm missing out on some huge highlights of her, her life, and I just don't know the associated names as well. I'm not super familiar. Gotcha. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Ph- fine art photography. Yeah. Um, but she studied at this guy's studio, who was very reputable. Uh, with the with the goal of starting her own studio. Okay, gotcha. so she did do these um, portraits, kind of to earn some bank. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but we're yeah, not yeah. talking like she was taking like her kids' uh, friends' school pictures. Right. She right. was wor- <laughs> she was working for Vanity Fair. Oh, <laughs> so she's nice. photographing Cary Grant. <gasps> when I flipped through her art, mm. one of my favorite photos was one she took of Frida Kahlo. <gasps> yes. Mm incredible nice. portrait she took of hers so yeah like she's making her name and she's making an impact yeah <laughs> one of the things i loved reading in her bio too not that this is like maybe a positive yeah um but as this took off uh, vanity fair wanted her to come to the east coast in new york for something right and her husband asked her to wait until he could join Oh. It was like 1936 or something. Right, right. And she was like, no one went anywhere <laughs> anyway. And then on Wikipedia, they're like, they divorced that year. Oh! Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, she lived, I think, until she was 93, 94. Oh, wow. So there's a lot to tell you about her because she was an active photographer, right. her artist. Her entire life, pretty for, much. Yeah, yeah, for Ever 60 since she years. could order a camera out of a From catalog. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so like in between that time before she even had kids, she also um, was able to get like an kind of internship. She was supported by her sorority yeah. to go and study in Germany. Ooh, nice. And while in there, she was studying photography and chemistry oh. and she helped develop uh, processes that would help speed up developing photography oh to make it quicker so it was, wasn't during the 1930s there were no nazis no, this was pre <laughs> okay just this was sure. pre-world like, war one you never know this was like 1908 or something okay. like that but right. that made me think of bonnie because right? i know bonnie likes our scientist women mm-hmm. right. so I, I think it's very cool that she blended this uh knowledge of science with her art of right. photography Sweet. So, definitely a cool, cool lady. So she did end up opening her own studio. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the women she mentored, I'm going to forget the name, but she was very close friends with a very famous dancer and choreographer. Mm. Okay, gotcha. I'm trying to... Is it Martha Graham? Yes. <gasps> oh, Martha Graham! Oh, yes, I was going to... I was, yes. I was My looking. guess would have been Isadora Duncan. Oh, okay. I was thinking Martha time period-wise, yeah, yeah. so that's why I'm Martha like, Graham. oh, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. Yes. <laughs> In one studio session, she took um, 90 photos of Martha Graham and some of the very defining photos. I I learned this from the little YouTube uh, art art, uh, talk I listened Mm. to was that like some of the images she took of Martha Graham are the ones that kind of defined her and illustrated her Mm. to the world. I'm like trying to find her book real quick because I'm wondering if like one of the covers of Martha Graham's books. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Thank you. Well, there's Margaret. <laughs> Margaret, Margaret. And then there's tons of Marys. Um, where are... Oh. Another chick, Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. There it is. We're going to find it, and we're going to do it. But And then later yes. in her life, like more like the uh, 60s, 
Oh, definitely. Those are gotta be. I, that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that looks a lot like the Frito. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It all looks like that same sort of uh, time period mm-hmm. sort of thing. So yeah, this book is the one a Dancer's I saw... Life by Russell Friedman. The the photo I know for sure that I saw um, that Imogen did is do you see on the cover where she's yeah. like kind of wrapped up in that stretchy material? Oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, I saw a photo like that, but it was more like very angular and she had her elbow stuck into this. So if you're looking at like, you know, the the green morph suits we have these mm-hmm. days, imagine oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but like the face is cut out. <laughs> right. and, and so it's very showing like the angular movement of her body, but it's honed in on her face because okay. it's kind of a blank canvas around her. Nice. So I she like she it. took a lot of photos. They had a very close relationship um, and she mentored her and they Excellent. like inspired each other. <laughs> Um, the other artist, yeah. and this isn't in her Wikipedia, so this was me listening to a YouTube video. So I don't have this artist's name either, but it was an artist that worked with um, wire, like woven wire, and mm-hmm. sculptured it together ah. to make it look like lines. And so she photographed a lot of this. Um, it was an Asian artist. Okay. I love these art history people. That they're like, <laughs> I'm trying to throw out clues. They're racking their brain. They're like, hold on, hold on. And meanwhile, I'm like, cool, Katie. This yeah, sounds great. <laughs> Um, and a lot of her, her pictures of, of this woman's art, and they had a very big age difference, these two ladies. Yeah. But they formed this mentorship and this friendship together. Oh, cool. Um, but a lot of the photos she took of her art were kind of what made her known. Ah, uh, there you go. Put her on the map sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Absolutely. See? By the way, uh, Claire and Bonnie right now are Googling on their phones. like mm-hmm. crazy. They are getting that Google kind Imogene of Imogene Cunningham. Oh, is this Imogen? The- Photo? Yes, that's it. Oh, Claire wins. I don't have a name. What is Claire win? Yes. Okay, she's still working. Mm. Bonnie, you still got this. Yeah. <laughs> You're still in it, Bonnie. Do, 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 do. Okay. Ruth, the winner gets a cookie. Ruth Asawa. That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I knew I'd recognize I, it if I heard it. I already ate a cookie, so I'm glad I earned it. Okay, all right. You yeah. earned that cookie. You did. You totally earned it. Another one. <laughs> um, and and this is kind of traveling back in time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Another very defining thing for her was when she so she was born in Washington mm-hmm. um, when she was young and married they moved to California to like the San Francisco Bay Area mm-hmm. um, and while she was there she helped form the F64 group okay so that's referring to like the F stuff on a camera that's what it, I it's think. one of yeah. the lowest mm-hmm. ones so we're talking letting in all the light all the uh-huh. detail very short focused very narrow and that was kind of um, when you look at her botanical prints I feel like I say that so wrong. Botanical Botanical prints. prints. It's all right. I know where you're going. It's all right. (laughs) Um, You can see that influence, but part of the founding members of that group, the Sharp Focus Photography, were Ansel Adams, Edward Weston, and Willard Van Dyke. I was wondering if Ansel Adams was going to come into this because it was the right time period and the right place, Place, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so she definitely, like... She was connected with people. Right. And, and well, beloved. it's a very tight community. And yeah. when, you know, talent recognizes talent. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I think that's great. And then at the end of her life, one of her, her last projects that was uh, published after her death uh, was a study of people that are in their 90s. Oh, cool. Because she lived until 93 or 94. Um, yeah. There's a very famous photo of her father that she took when he was 90 after he just got done chopping down a whole bunch of uh, logs, like right. doing firewood kind of thing. Doing so rawr man's For work. her studying yeah. people in their 90s that were still active and still doing things mm-hmm. and photo- like photographing them. Yeah. That was one of her last projects. 
Um, it's a worthwhile project, though. Yeah. It's very cool. And I'm talking about the end of her life there. Yeah. Um, but maybe like the last 20, 30 years before that, she was also very known in the Bay Area. Um, kind of a, a celebrated figure there. Yeah. She would walk around town in a cape with a big peace sign. Necklace, Aww. like a giant peace sign. Man, I love San Francisco sometimes. She was actually on the Johnny Carson show, <laughs> and I haven't been able to see the clip, but you can see it, and I hear like she was a spitfire. <gasps> yes. Because she was very like politically energized socially social activist right she was radicalized um, radicalized yeah. and i was telling you like back in like 1930 she published a paper on how women should be photographers and they should be part of the field yes. um and then she went on and fought for civil rights sweet um she was always a feminist and she was very vehemently against the vietnam war i'll bet you she also hated mm-hmm. nazis yes. yeah mm-hmm. how many na- hated nazis <laughs> did she punch in the face oh gosh <laughs> It wasn't on her CV, Bonnie. (laughs) A good handful. But I have to say, everything I learned about her just made me want to know more. She seems super fascinating. And when I look at her photography, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And I definitely recommend giving her a good old Google. Yeah, exactly. A good old Google. A good old Google of Imogene (laughs) Cunningham. (laughs) Look at that. That's awesome, Katie. Fantastic. Since you mentioned before that you would like to pursue photography more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does learning more about Imogene Cunningham make you want to start making it some does. photographs? It see? really does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Look at her images and seeing like, I mean, just her in, her depth of focus, her precision with what she did. Yeah. It was just gorgeous. Not only that, but I mean, even just looking at these Martha Grahams, this simplicity. Uh, simplicity and elegance of it. You know what I mean? You're talking about one subject against a, you know, static background and having it be so fascinating. Yeah. And you're like going, you know, all of us have one wall (laughs) that we can clear stuff from. You have one active child. (laughs) There you go. I'm actually just thinking I need to get Josh convinced to do like some nudes. Okay, that was my backup plan. Yes. And I'll just call it Nudes in Noblesville. Nudes in Noblesville would be a very popular series. Yeah. We're going straight to the courthouse bell tower but, I you know, like it you can be in my hangout with your hangout show <laughs> <laughs> yes just see du- new dudes new dudes, new dudes. <laughs> it's a movement I oh mean I gosh. would say the bare naked ladies but <laughs> wait a minute nope that's a different thing oh <laughs> butt naked bros butt naked bros oh I always wanted to do a bare naked ladies cover band but yeah. call it the fully clothed men <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. See how many people get the reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I think all, all both, two, all all both of them will enjoy both it. Both of them will have a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'd only start that band if I had a million dollars. If you oh, had a million dollars. Yeah. Look at that. These are the elder millennial jokes. That was, by the way, that was the song that came on today that made me think of the Bare Naked Ladies as a reference. Oh, because I was singing at the top of my lungs. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a house. <laughs> Sweet. Well, did you want to wrap us up, Charlie? Um, yeah. It was fascinating. <laughs> or did you have more? Did you have more? Oh, no, no. Okay. Was, All right. Gotcha. Yes. I was done. <laughs> I probably overdid. No, no, no. You actually looked disappointed. <laughs> like, oh, but I had more. 
I just wish I could say it how the woman on YouTube already said it, but they can just get directed. I know, them. right? Yes, exactly. I will put it in the show notes, and at the same time, having multiple voices, you but know, you, tell you somebody's help, story you guys is valuable. Me along. Yes, help me along. You found the other artists. See, it was a team effort. It was. It was kind of like a Google Kung Fu game. And images from this week's show. We yes. need to have better prices. Although I think the cookies are one exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers. Next time, become a Gal's God patron today. All right, I'm gonna go. Go for it. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week for another cool women of history as Gal's Guide podcast continues. Thank you for listening.